welcome to the Bored and Bitchy podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, and I'll say it again, Arizona girl by way of California. And my warning for y'all is that we drop profanity from time to time. It's guaranteed. Uh, this cough that had me last week or like sore throat, whatever this congestion is, it's still lingering. So you can enjoy that again. And Evie, I will just tell you right now, do not oppress me with your words. Oh, you beat me to it because I was about to cut into your intro to let you know that you are a sickly jealous person. <laughs> you are going to ruin your marriage. Your husband is going to go on to become a millionaire. And it's going to make you sick because he's going to leave you in the dust because you're so jealous and you never believed in him and he's better than you. And this Thank is the you. first two minutes of the podcast and I'm jumping in with all my opinions. Thank you, Jabrivi. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we actually get into the tell-all, which yay, tell-all, everyone, we love the tell-all. Um, this was a tell-all first and an interesting one, not just because of the approach they took, but because of who they chose. So surprise guests, we have Kenny and Tim from different seasons of 90 Days. So Tim was before the 90 Days. Kenny was actual 90 Days. Oh, no, he was the other way. Yes. And Correct. so they're doing a, basically like a live version of Pillow Talk. So these two are watching from somewhere behind in the studio, behind the scenes in the studio, watching the tell-all and then commenting it on it. My first comment is that Tim looks like he walked through a hot topic and fell face first in the makeup section. Uh, my first impression when because the, they they were trying to like introduce, you know, they introduced this as like a big surprise, you know, and it was mm -hmm. like something that's never been done before. And it starts with like, a shot of their shoes and then it's putting up, on a boot if someone putting on a giant boot and I was like wait a minute Kanye is gonna be the <laughs> special guest host because you know Kanye's been running around all summer in those big ass black boots you know his foot is sweaty as hell oh, and very gross. smelly probably and so I was like who is wearing these giant black astronaut boots on the tell all and then I was on, like on top of pleather pants on top of sparkly pleather pants and I was just confused by the whole look, but then I was equally confused when I saw Kenny and Tim. I was like, wait a minute, how are they? And who did they do they have online drama with someone that I don't know about? And that's what, but no, they are melding together pillow talk and tell all. And I don't really feel like we need that. Maybe they do. Maybe they needed the padding because not enough happened, but I feel like we didn't need the additional commentary. Maybe, but I actually found the tell all like the tell all had me cracking up in moments. But do you mean specifically their commentary or just the tell -all? No, not them. I don't think that. So you were saying that they, uh, I should have clarified, because you said that maybe they were added to build out the tell-all in case there wasn't enough. And my point is, there was enough. Like, these two weren't needed because there were points to the tell-all totally separated from these two that had me cracking up. Oh, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a very good tell-all. And that's what I'm saying. I don't, I didn't need the element of the pillow talk. Like, if I want to watch pillow talk, I can just watch Pillow Talk. But anyways, I felt like it took, I could have used more green room time of these couples mm. like bickering or not getting along backstage. The one thing I did think was cute is that on the actual Pillow Talk episode for the tell-all, um, they flew Veronica in to Mexico and she was like having a margarita or wine or something with Armando. And they were like the oh, tell-all. Oh, I love <laughs> like, that. They were like the Pillow Talk talking about the tell-all that their respective, 
Well, I was going to say like a partners, but Veronica's not with him anymore. But yeah. Their counterpart. Yes. So yes. I thought that was very cute. I love that. I absolutely love that. Can I get flown to Mexico for some margaritas? Yeah. And to hang out with Armando? Like, please. Hell yeah. Although I think Kenny is the funner, funner one. But so let's get right into looks because we like to do that. There were a lot of matching couples. I feel like this was the yes. first that I saw a lot of matching and it was meant to be obvious. I actually really liked it. And again, like, well, whatever people feel about sparkles and, you know, we'll get to that <laughs> and his choices. Sparkles. <laughs> what I did appreciate is, that, you know, we've talked about this so many times. And my main gripe with a lot of the 90 day people is a lot of the old school couples come to these tell-alls like they just going to, I don't know, the supermarket or something. And I'm like, you talking is... about Mima, we know. <laughs> no, because Mima showed out at the last tell-all in her red jumpsuit. She and showed out and then table. popped out. <laughs> oh, they didn't pop out. She popped it out. Okay, she pulled them out, pushed them out. Threatening yeah. titty pop. But um, no, uh, I feel like a lot of people don't put effort, and I feel like Darcy really started to change that. You know, Darcy. Oh, she was the only. It looked almost off because she was so glamorous compared to all these knuckleheads in cargo shorts. Exactly. But now I feel like the, obviously the tide is shifting. People are understanding that this is a major event. I mean, John well, commented on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think people looked really good. I liked like it wasn't super matchy from everyone. But like, yeah, you saw like, OK, Ari's wearing mm-hmm. a red dress. So Benny has a red shirt and uh, Ty. You no, know, Benny a- had that hot pink suit, which was working mm-hmm. for him. So, yeah. I mean, so Bilal, we'll go couple by couple. Bilal and Shada were both in a blue hue was working mm-hmm. for them. Jabri and Miona were definitely more um, intergalactic purple. Kobe and Emily did not match, but Kobe later revealed his underwear. So yet again, <laughs> underwear model Kobe came out and um, his underwear had red hearts, which I guess matched Emily's red jumpsuit. Patrick and Thais were, of course, wearing the green. Um, Karen and Guillermo were not matching, but I was loving their looks separately. Mm-hmm. They both looked great. Um, Eve and Muhammad were also not matching. I really appreciated the pink hue of Eve's dress. Yeah, I thought Eve, Eve looked stunning. Yeah, and then, of course, we just mentioned Ari and Benny first. Um, and I really liked that they went with that pink. Like, that pink, that hot pink suit was really flattering to Benny. There's nothing that that man can't do. Like, he's got so much <laughs> talent, and he can pull off any look. Oh, I'll tell you something that man can't do. He can't defend his wife against Boy, Jabri going that. after us. Yeah. For no reason. How do you feel about that? Because while I am not an Ari fan in no way, Jabri came in so fucking hot. Like so fucking annoying. <laughs> started attacking her for kind of no reason. Just he, that conversation had nothing to do with him. He just jumped in to talk about how jealous she is, how Benny deserves better, how he's going to do better because he's going to leave her. I'm sorry. I would be super angry if my husband, I don't need him to get up and bust a meme on, try to fight someone. But, but say I would something. say something to be like, bro, you know yeah. what? Mind your business. Don't talk to my wife like that. Yeah. You know, like worry about you and getting a job and your own truck, you know, and <laughs> getting your mama to show up at your wedding. Well, it, So it had actually started because I think Sean. Oh, and Sean. Sean looked amazing. Of course. Loved the orange. I mean, that's a given. Come on. Come on now. Well, I, there are some looks that I've loved more than others. I love the orange. Sean went in to ask Jabri and Miona kind of like, you know, where things stood with the family. And these two fools, like fucking children, were like, 
people just, you know, they're jealous of us. They hate on us. It was Jabri first. And then when Sean was like, Miona, do you think his mom is jealous of you? Kind of like trying to give Miona an opportunity to be their more mature one. And she was like, well, I mean, her behavior is kind of showing me she's jealous. So I think at that point, Ariana said something about like, you think your Ariella. family's jealous? Oh, Ariella said something about, you know, you think your family's jealous of you? And that's when Jabri lost it. But Jabri went off in a way that was so unnecessary. He annoyed me throughout the entire tell-all. It felt like fighting with a with a child. And at times, he was filling the void of the room with his voice, but the, he wasn't adding anything of value. It was just because he wanted his voice there. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think he has made a comment since the tell-all aired about how he's an entertainer. You know, he's a natural oh, entertaining. So he's he came prepared to the tell-all to give us laughs and cries and you know a roller coaster of emotions and I get that like thank you put on a show for us by all means like this is why we continue to want Angela on our screens even though she is toxic and as all and should yeah. be canceled yeah, yeah. Um, but I did feel like if you're gonna come at people come at them for the right way like I know his, his attacks were so nonsensical because you literally went from like you called your mom and your family jealous Miona then said, yeah, she's probably jealous. And then Ari was like, well, if you think your family's jealous, he's a bitch, jealous. You were the jealous one. And it's like, excuse I'm you literally are the one that started the jealous conversation. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then, I mean, I know we're going to get to it because it was like the best part of the tell-all. But then it's like to come at John, try <laughs> to trash John for living with his brother, which I don't, it's never been said that like, John is like mooching off of Patrick. Right, like he, he could pay rent. I think Patrick has said that he pays rent. Like he needs him as like part of like you know that was how yeah. it worked out. So it's like this unemployed man child <laughs> was living at home rent free and who threw a tantrum when the mom was like, "Let's talk about your timeline about getting a job <laughs> and moving out." Was like, "Grab your shit, Leona. I don't need this. You're gonna go to my treehouse." <laughs> It's like, you're going to attack John about living in someone else's house? Like, bro, this gave me very much first season tell-all for David of David and Annie when David was a whole fucking hot mess his season, having, you know, people attack him in a hot tub, having his daughter throwing wine at him, having, moving Annie into a storage unit. And then calling him a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) But then showing up to the tell-all and trying to be like pop psychiatrist. (laughs) It's like, sir, where do you get off? You live in a U-Haul. Like, please stop. (laughs) You know, Big Ed pulled that same shit. Big Ed, who we've all seen, like his life is not together, was on the tell-all doing his best to, I'm sorry, I have to do it, doing his best to turn his head to the people behind him. To tell them that their lives needed some, you know, R&R. And it's like, sir, sir, sit down, sit all the way down. But there was another time, too. So you you said that Jabri was like nonsensical and hypocritical, calling people out for living with someone else. He also called out Ari for, you know, stifling Benny's ability to grow when it's like, wait a minute, aren't you the same guy that gave up his band? Yes. Or quit your band for an indefinite amount of time to be with your woman? And your woman is also someone who wants to be an influencer. But I guess, according to you, at some point in the season, wasn't doing very much. So, Jabri, sit 
down and stop talking. It's so annoying because it's like you can be that outspoken person. And we actually are always thriving for that outspoken person to check people. And he did. Like he had one or two shining moments where I'm like, more of this. Like he came in to kind of defend Muhammad to be like, you know what? Like you married a Muslim man from Egypt. So don't be shocked when he has very different cultural norms and values than you. But I actually think it's commendable that he's like opening up, you know, and like seeing like different things a different way or whatever. It still was too much of an attack on Eve, but I like that he was like standing up. Like this is where you could be like jumping and like attack Bilal. You want to become the main hero, the outspoken hero of the season? Fucking go after Bilal. That's all you needed to do. You didn't need to just start fights for no reason with everybody else. I mean, but to your point of like, you know, pick and choose. So going back to even Muhammad, like, yes, he was right to to say Muhammad has been opening up because Muhammad has been very much portrayed as like, you know, very opposed to the American culture and like women being able to dress how they want, or at least his woman. Um, And Jabri was like, well, if you think about it, like he hasn't been brutal. He's never told you to get changed or whatever. But there was one point where I wish Jabri had shut the fuck up because um, Eve decided to call out Muhammad on the double standard of him being able to post mm-hmm. half naked pictures of himself. And I was like, yes, okay, let's open up this dialogue. And before it could go anywhere, before we could even digest it, Jabri had to insert his voice and then that just closed it off. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was just like he did not know when to pick and choose his moments. And I feel like even when David was going in and trying to psychoanalyze everyone when he really just needed to focus on his own shit. It was so funny <laughs> because he didn't do it in like a mean attacking way. He didn't like trying to be to give advice, you know, like, well, you know, Angela, I think that w- whatever he said, he, but it was, I think, the aggressiveness. I think mm-hmm. he still would have made an impact. He still would have made it dramatic and juicy by jumping in and being like, oh, I don't know, like, you seem pretty jealous. Like, should you have done that? But instead, just like going, like, I'm sorry, as much as I just like Ari being like, he deserves, but he's going to leave you and he could do better. Like that. And you guys are going to fail. Yeah. It, have a it kid. was a yeah. lot. It was a it lot. It was too much. It was too much. Um, I, I want to stop talking about Jabri until we're ready to talk about Jabri versus John. Um, so let's move into Bilal and Shada because they were pretty much one of the couples at the center of the tell-all. Um, he got called out, rightfully so, for his pranking antics. And I'm so glad the cast was like, yeah, that wasn't a good prank. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> I saw, I think it was it on Reddit. I wish it was taking the name down. But someone was like, Bilal's greatest prank yet. And he's like at the hospital being like, a vasectomy, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I saw someone on Instagram say, we all know that he already had a vasectomy, right? Like, we're pretty sure he had one before even meeting Shada. And he had told her, yeah. So that's why he's like, we'll do whatever's possible. We'll leave it to God. <laughs> leave it to Allah. We don't know what Allah has exactly. in store. I'm glad he got called out on the prank. But again, I think like people could have been, I mean, people did defend Shida. But I do think like he could have been called out a little more on his bullshit. And I think they tried to, but he was he was called out on not accepting his responsibility that's Mm. the part where i was like yes call him out not on like what he's done but let's like dig into his actual flaws that are the the catalyst for his behavior right so people were like 
you've barely uh, admitted that you were wrong. You know, you haven't said sorry. Patrick called him a salesman. He's like, these are salesman yes. tactics. And then went and like actually educated the audience on like, you know, body gestures, placating and all of that lets him take control. And that's when he was like, I'm a salesman and I'm in awe. And you could see poor Shada like, fuck, he's right. What did I get myself into? Listen, someone who's doing very well in a pyramid scheme say to you, (laughs) you are an incredible salesman and I am in awe of your abilities. Y'all should be scared. Like, be scared of this man. And it was so perfect, exactly like Patrick. He literally pointed out every single thing, every tactic that Bilal was using to deflect, to not take ownership, to put it back on Shida, to like every, mm-hmm. and he does it like Bilal thinks because he speaks in a calm manner, if he speaks in an eloquent way, that it still seems like he's the level-headed one, like that we're not going to notice that he's like gaslighting and being fucked up. But no, I'm glad everyone was able to see like, dude, you have yet to take any responsibility. You're le- yet to actually apply, like you're still kind of lecturing her and talking down to her. And I mean, this shouldn't be a shock because he is actually a salesman. He's in real estate. He sells real estate. Um, It was just, I'm glad he got called out. I think the way that he closed it with like, I have some, you know, some growth to do and all that. It didn't seem to me like he actually thinks he has growth to do. It seemed like that's what he needed to say to kind of ease America off his back and his social media. Absolutely. And then we also got a moment that Thais, I mean, Thais was loving the whole tell-all because Thais' reactions was was like, oh, oh my God. (laughs) You just needed to give her that big box of popcorn that Kalani had during the virtual tell-all. Oh, yeah. She just needed that because she was truly having a full-on phase journey. But when Bilal's ex-wife got pulled into the mix, I mean... This was just so awkward and weird, but I am glad that we finally, finally found out what broke up their marriage. And Bilal didn't contest it, so we didn't hear about infidelity. We didn't hear about, like, you know, neglect or finances or anything. Literally, what broke up their marriage is what is fucking up his current relationship with Shida. That he would talk down to her, he would lecture her, he would act like... He's the only one that knows things. He was an absolute clean freak to the point that like it was stressful because she has children and she can't keep everything super tidy. So I don't know what could be a bigger red flag for Shida. Um, it was a, it, that was another moment where Shida's face was like, fuck, what I get myself into. And I did. So the, the ex-wife, Shahida, she talked about like her own happiness. She was very um I want to say diplomatic in how she answered, but she was like, I was just unhappy in general because he was so particular. But when she gave the example of like the house needing to be a specific way, which was hard to do because she had two small children, I had this moment of like, does Bilal not understand what having small children is like? Was he not involved? Was he like demeaning to her when she was probably like struggling to, I'm guessing, you know, take care of the kids? It sounded like maybe she was a stay at home mom. But it just makes me worry, like, if Shida does have a baby with this man, is it going to be the same thing for her? Probably, but again, I don't know if they're going to get there, because Shida, girl, I'm so disappointed. I was rooting for you, I was, when she was like, I need to put contingencies 
into this prenup about having kids, about my business. Like I was like, yes, girl. She had her lawyer review. Like I was so pleased. And then we got the alarming news in the last episode of the season where she hadn't fully reviewed it before the wedding and she was going to sign it. And then we find out at the tell-all that while she did put that they would do everything possible to get pregnant by before she turns 40, there's no actual like a breakdown of, well, if we don't, this and this will happen mm-hmm. or these are the steps we'll take. Bilal basically said, well, like, we'll do what's possible, but it's up to Allah. Like, what does that mean? If you try naturally mm-hmm. for a year, then you'll go get testing. And if needed, you'll have medical intervention. You'll have IVF. You'll look into surrogacy. You'll look into adoption. Like, right. What does that mean? And then if you right. can't have a child, are, is there going to be money as compensation? Adoption? Or exactly. Like, what does that mean? And I'm mm-hmm. so disappointed that Shaida said, well, like, well, there's nothing. There's no plan. If oh there's no God. plan. He's off the hook. Yeah. Then there's there's no guarantee. Oh, my God. Anyway, let's talk about I know there were a lot of couples that were like on the tell all, but we didn't get a whole lot. We got two more couples that both had enough um, juiciness for us to discuss. And both couples happened to be pregnant. So let's start yes, with congratulations. Patrick. Yes, congrats. And they both happen to be wearing green, which is so interesting. And are um, both 16 weeks pregnant. Which is so weird. Crazy. Their cycles must be like right like a few days apart. Um, so Patrick and Thais, they now live in Vegas. And I, I'm starting to worry, like, why is he moving so much? Is is he running from something? Is the sales MLM. game not that good? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so they talk about, you know, what's this pregnancy journey? And we learned that he assumed he was infertile because of all the steroids. But while they were talking about, you know, the possibility of having kids in the future, he never once told her Mm. that he was infertile until maybe like a year later. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, honestly, does he think that her dad is not going to watch this? Because there were other things revealed where I was like, boy, if her dad sees this. He's well, going to hit you with a frying pan the next time you're in Brazil. Yes. Yeah, so we have this news that, and I think this is the first time that I fully heard Patrick say, because I was using steroids, <laughs> just not like. He's, no, he didn't. He said PD. And oh. so Sean was like, is that like steroids? And he was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which What is PD? Performance so developers? I, like, I what thought is? it was PE, performance enhancers. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Yes, you're right. But I thought, but at least he didn't use the wording like. I powder in my juice <laughs> tested. There was some testing that revealed that there was PE in my system. Like, no, you were taking performance enhancers. But anyway, <laughs> anywho, so there was the reveal of he thought his sperm didn't work because he was taking steroids and did never share this with Thais, even though they openly talked about having kids. So red flag. Um, mm-hmm. I did the one thing I really appreciated from uh, Tim and Kenny was they very astutely pointed out that while the information that was revealed about Patrick was fucked up, Patrick very much called Thais out in that when she found out she was pregnant, she didn't tell him right away. She like Mm -hmm. called a friend and then took tests with a friend and then had the friend driver to the, or had Patrick make an appointment for her gynecologist. We still not tell her, went to the appointment with the friend, found out, told other friends. So he found out after other people and he just said like that is kind of a double standard because she always wants me like you know it always has to be in her timing when it should be like us sharing information together and Thais like a little master turned that around to bring up 
some possible cheating from over two years ago or something when they first started talking. <laughs> Not possible. Confirmed. Oh, right. It was which, which to, this was the part where I was confused because people, people were like, oh, my God, big reveal. But she told us in the very beginning that the reason why she tracks his phone is because a girl that he was training with was someone he like had sex with or something. So I was surprised when everyone was like, oh, my God, big reveal. You're right. I think it was more the way Patrick was talking about it, because I don't think he was helping the situation. Like, instead of just being like, listen, uh, me and Thais were talking, we were visiting each other, we were hooking up, <laughs> but we were not official and in- exclusive. So I was dating other people or I was dating this girl. Instead, he was like, yeah, I really did want to fuck her. But I, you know, I drank too much that night. My penis <gasps> didn't work. And that's yeah, what we're gonna- that's and it's like, right. Patrick. Patrick, we don't need all these details. (laughs) That PE, man, (laughs) leads to ED. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like a simple. You know what ED is, right? Oh, I I know what ED is. And I think. (laughs) Not personally. Thankfully, I've never encountered it. No. Erectile dysfunction, if anyone uh, is wondering. But yes, um, all Patrick needed to say is I never had sex with her. We kissed. But it never, we didn't need to know. I really wanted to. Like, no, trust me. I was definitely trying to this hook up. This is like a, <laughs> a Johnny Cochran. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Like, sure, no. there's all this mounting evidence. But no, this is more of an OJ writing the book after he gets acquitted, talking about, I didn't do it. But if I would have, this is what I would have <laughs> done. We shouldn't be laughing. This is horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. Okay. No, the big reveal was not the cheating. But the fact that she found out he cheated the day they got engaged. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's I'm tough. surprised she didn't throw the ring back at him. Like, what a way to taint the day. But I will say, in Patrick's defense, that was like how long ago you accepted the engagement. Yep. You have moved over to the country to be with me. We have since gotten married and now produced a child where we're brewing babies in the works. That doesn't excuse whatever happened. You should have still told Patrick you were pregnant, like, instead of, like... I know. I know. Um, And we had talked about, you know, previously, like, people being hypocritical. I thought it was so hypocritical that Patrick was accusing Kara of being controlling and condescending when he's the same person who threw money at his fiance. Absolutely. Um. But, you know, it's not just Kara. It's, you know, these American women. You know, oh, American my God. women are, are just, this is why he dates non-American women. And see, that was a red flag, not because I'm an American woman who took it personally. It's not that. It's because it's like, then the follow-up question is, so did you purposely seek out a Brazilian woman because you wanted to be in control? But also, I mean, based on everything we've seen, that didn't work because he's not controlling Thais mm-hmm. at all. Thais is mm-hmm. like... John needs to move, so now you can't have a bachelor party. Uh, we can't have like people over for party. Like she's not like this little uh, submissive uh, woman that you think you can control. Um, so yeah, I think uh, she's very much in the American way, if that's what he thinks it is. Yeah, and speaking of not being able to control things, welcome John. <laughs> can't <laughs> control that one. Oh, God, I love John. I've seen people online petitioning so to get him on uh, The Single Life. Like, yes, please. Um, Someone had, like, a great show idea where it was, like, not only put John on The Single Life, 
but have him go out with some of the 90 days craziest eligible bachelorettes like a Natalie. Imagine John on a date with Natalie. Wait, Natalie. Oh my God, Natalie. <laughs> oh my God. He's going to be like, why are you giving me a crazy eye? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I did not know that a John and Jabri face off, or should I say John and Sparkles face off was everything I needed. And more. I, I, I just want more. Like, just keep letting them go at it, please. And it was interesting because they brought out John to, to what, like talk about his beef with Thais. And I didn't, while I think that that wasn't a training part of the season, I didn't think it was necessarily like an entertaining or like value add to the show. But I think the producers figured, let's just put him on the show. Let's just put him on the stage and see what fireworks ensue. And they ensued. Well, I was going to say, we definitely need to bring John out because John was a uh, scene stealer. Every time he was on, like just that little clip that we got of the classic moments of every time him and Tice disagreed, whether it was on how fully cooked a chicken is or not <laughs> or, or whether you know talking about getting titties in his brother's face while Thais is like creeping in trying to listen to the conversation like John was an epic part of their storyline so I didn't know it was going to ensue into a fight but I think of course the producers were like yes bring him on I mean if they're bringing on Kara's ex-boyfriend of course we need a job <laughs> By the way, I'm like, why is this guy on? But I'm glad they brought him on. So <laughs> Kara and Kiramar are also pregnant. Congrats to them. The ex Chris is like telling us he's eager, eager to join the tall. I'm like, why? Why oh, we can tell, are you sir. We eager? can tell. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. So um it's just it's so funny that we got both, you know, Kara's probably like, why is this fool still following me around? Why is he on the tell all? But she did kind of invite that when she was so friendly and chatty with him at their reunion. Um, It was interesting because her ex was like talking about we were in love. We were doing it and everything anywhere and everywhere. And we were talking about weddings. And then Kara was like, no. we were horny teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. We were 17. We were fucking in the back of a car. We were not talking about engagement. She was like, you were my high school D, okay? I realized as soon as I was going to go to college that I was leaving you and my this town in the rear view mirror. I, I totally sympathize. Like, this is me, and I felt very seen. And I was like, yes, Kara, that's exactly what I did. I was like, the guy I was dating back home when I, like, the summer before I went to college the moment I started dating him, I was like, he's cute. This is all cute and everything. I like making out with you. I'm not talking to you in three months because I'm about to go to college and I'm about to have all these new dudes, all this world of possibility. Why would I be sitting here tied to some dude? Writing I letters to you. Yes. This doesn't make no sense. Well, you know, she was like, we were horny teenagers. And I think in some ways her ex Chris still is because what grown man puts interlaces his fingers and then slaps the palms to show what they oh. were doing like sir we got it I don't know about you but I really cracked up at that moment it was so disgusting and I was like first of all this guy is such an enigma because last the, the last time we saw him he was in like a 2002 G unit you know those like fake like rock um, nation Yes, like the fake bulletproof vest that people yes. were wearing. I think yes. he had some kind of camel. Camel and... with neon. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a throwback look. I was like, is this cash money 
going into the 99, like that is the vibe that I got. So it was this weird hip hop look that was very outdated. And now this tell all he shows up, like, I don't know what is his blues brothers. I don't know what look this was, but he is it a was com- like kid rock minus the drugs. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't even like Kid Rock anymore. But I think Kid Rock would be like, "Do not associate me with this clown." <laughs> okay, I am over um, the girl that I dated in high school. I'm not still carrying around baggage and supposed trust issues. Like that was the one time that I was glad Jabri jumped in, where he was like, "Bro, that was in high school. Move on." And I agree. Like, move it, on. It, you could tell that he was like hurt, like shit. I haven't moved on because he was like, "That's bullshit." And I was like, "What part about that was bullshit?" But I'm watching this, and just like, I'm sure Kara was thinking, and apparently, you know, Kid Rock, according to you, like, really, this guy, Kara, <laughs> this guy? Yeah, I, I would be mortified, and it also like gave me like the scaries, like thinking. You know, we all dated people back in the day that we shouldn't have, that we thought were really cute or cool or whatever when we were young. Imagine having some of those dudes come uh-uh. back nope. and have to be presented in front of, like, Mm-mm. the world and your cur- like your husband or your fiancé or boyfriend of now. Mm-hmm. And looking like that, talking about, we used to bang it out. Let me show you a visual how much you used to get them. <laughs> oh, mortifying like kill me now I can't even imagine what some of my exes look like what they're doing like I don't want to imagine it so yeah, I, I have daughters like can you imagine <laughs> if I was if Kara had a daughter watching that <laughs> oh that's what I'm saying I actually felt genuinely bad for Kara and this was the one dude we really did not need an appearance from this man on the tell-all we know he was chomping at the bit because I, I believe mm. he said he was a musician the first time we met him so he's probably trying to get the streams but I thought it was a bad uh, look for him because everyone just kind of made him look stupid. Like Kara made him look stupid. Guillermo made him look stupid. Jabri made him look stupid. Jabri. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, Amazing. All it was easy. Um, and so the last thing I will say is like, you know, Guillermo had a few comments throughout this first part of the tell all didn't say a lot. But then at the end, it was like perfect because this man, this man who's holding on to something that happened to him 10 plus years ago has the nerve to say Guillermo might not be man enough because he's on, on the Shire side. And Guillermo basically like told him to shut the fuck up and like no one can tell me I'm man enough or not except for me. Um, I love well, that Kara... His actual Cara... word was motherfucker. So. Yeah, he said motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm glad that Guillermo... Gu- not Guillermo. Kara rubbed her belly and was like, well, clearly it was man enough for me. <laughs> oh, he has been man enough this whole time, this last few weeks. Trust me. I mean, I feel like Guillermo's just so mature for his age, you know, because even at the end, um, he made a joke to tying back to the whole the whole premise of their season, which was, or maybe I'm just a toddler. I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know? Well, I would say I like Guillermo this whole season pretty much and this tell-all, but he had one fail. And we have to acknowledge even when the people we like do something stupid. And that's that at one point in the tell-all, he said to Bilal, I want to be like you when I grow up, oh, like yeah. a, just the way you you talk and you you compose so yourself great. or whatever. And that's when Patrick had to come in and be like, no, he's a he's a salesman. Like he's just like he's roping you in. He's about to sell you a house later, Guillermo. Don't sit down and have a conversation with him. Oh my God. Well, we've come to what I think is the end. Unless there's any other part of the tell-all you think we need to discuss. No, I think we covered all the major basics. Babies. Uh, fights about to ensue sparkles 
we I think we covered it all. <laughs> we did. And we have more to cover uh, next week because there's still part two of the tell all. So yes. who gets your appreciation ring? My appreciation ring is, of course, going to go to John because I just <laughs> I can't take my eyes away from him. You know, he's mesmerizing. He's he's he a is the apple of my eye now. <laughs> I do think Jabri pointed out that he was like, dude, how many beers did you have before you came out? here? And I do think he probably was a little inebriated. But you know what? You know what? He's giving us a show. I hope he's healthy. I hope he's happy. And I cannot wait to see him in part two. Him versus Sparkles. Let's go. I would love to see him and his future niece or nephew do some kind of obstacle course together. <laughs> Just see what that's like. Um, of course, that child being a baby. Like, I want to see John go head to head with trying to figure out how to take care of a baby. Um, I don't know who my appreciation ring goes to. It was all over the place. It would probably have to be John again just because he brought so much comedic relief. Um, and I feel like Sean is digging into more of the questions that we need. She's still not quite where we want her. Like, she's not Andy Cohen, but she's getting there. Oh, I agree. And can I give one actual real appreciation ring oh, very quickly? It. Something that we didn't touch on, but I think was actually a pretty big moment. I want to give appreciation ring to Thais's dad, Carlos, for his vulnerability. I thought that was a very sad and touching moment. And I think we're getting more of a sense because I thought he was very unreasonable in how he approached the original conversations earlier, you know, the last episodes or whatever about not giving them the blessing. But when it comes down to it, this is a man just that just loves his daughter and is very mm. sad that she's so far away that he can't see her every day. He can't talk to her any day. And he's just dealing with that. And so I thought that was just very sad, heart-wrenching, beautiful, genuine moment. And I, you know, I felt it being away, far away from it, being that far away from my family is super hard. And the whole cast, you know, everyone was tearing up. Mm -hmm. Vinny was tearing up. um, Miona was tearing up. So I thought that was really sweet. And I just hope that he's softening towards Patrick. Patrick will prove him wrong and he'll warm up. And this baby, you know, like you said, a baby's a blessing. So hopefully he'll be... Happy in his grandfather role. Oh, well, with that sweet sentimental thought, this is a bored and bitchy, not the bored <laughs> and weepy. Um, no, I'm kidding. That was beautiful. Well, y'all, please be sure to give us some nice, sweet words on the podcast app and five stars. Yeah, someone just go in and comment sparkles. That would really make my day. Oh, like, yes, sparkles, <laughs> Boston accent. Follow me on Instagram at bored and bitchy. That's bored letter and bitchy. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Gold and bitchy. Bitch. Oh. Bitchy. Bitchy. Sorry. <laughs> Bored and bitchy.